Camp with Joe Batanz and Laurie Reinkamp. Today's episode, episode one, we failed already with Sandra Day O'Connor, Elizabeth Smart, <laughs> Anderson Cooper, uh, The umbrella that he wasn't allowed to bring in to the New Year's Eve party. A spare tire. My mom's new best friend who she's already having problems with. <laughs> the woman that signed me up for my new car insurance plan at Insurance. Jesse Dugar. The Monopoly Man. Dustin Timberlake. (laughs) James Brolin. Colleen Stan. (laughs) And President Jimmy Carter. On today's episode of Fat Camp. Oh, Lori, welcome to another big episode of Fat Camp. Uh, an episode where myself, Joe Batanz, and Lori Roggenkamp try and lose as much weight as possible. Uh, and I'm going to tell you this, Lori, we've already failed. Well, I, oh. I can only speak for myself. Have you failed? Have you, have you been? Well, the fact, okay. Everyone needs to know this that we 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 started about forty five minutes after the planned time for a couple of reasons. Yeah. One, as usual, Lori texted me about fifteen minutes before and said I'm going to be late. I said, "Okay, uh, you're generous." I texted you. I texted you. We started at three. I texted you at two fifty seven. Okay. okay. And said, and said, I'm going to be fifteen. And you were like, "Let's just make three thirty. And yeah. then I was like, "I think I could do that." Yeah. And then proceeded to go to a, a Starbucks that apparently uh, was the most crowded Starbucks in the history of the world. <laughs> yeah, I'm always like, who's getting coffee at 3 p.m.? Uh, me, because I'm insane. No, here's the Because weird... I have to get up early, so I figure, what better way to get up early than to never go to sleep? Well, here's the one thing I think is so bizarre, is Starbucks doesn't keep brewed decaf coffee after, like, noon or something like that, right? Which I think would yeah. be the opposite. I would think that you would pretty much have decaf coffee ready to go after that because who wants to have a cup of coffee and be up at 4 p.m 4 a.m yeah well i think that's that's why they do it they want people to stay up and then that way they have to get more coffee to stay up you know what you think like a business person there (laughs) lord that's the first time anybody has ever said that (laughs) so thank you i appreciate it now i want to get something clear here Okay, first, I think we didn't do this in episode zero, Lori, so maybe we should do this right here. Even though we may have done an episode zero, I'm thinking about going back after the show and doing it. We didn't say who the fuck we were. Oh, I think we, we didn't just, say we were, that we were, I thought we did. I don't that, think we did, did we? Well, who cares? Well, let's do it again. Uh, maybe, maybe there are some people who are like, I'm not going to start with episode zero. I'm going to start with episode one, the way God intended. Okay? Yeah. So, Lori Roggenkamp, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Who are you? What do you do? Uh, well, I am overweight. Uh, <laughs> and so, I I don't know if I, that's that was needed. That was a given. Yeah. Um, 
I am 30, 32 years young, mm-hmm. and uh, I am a comedian, um, but my real passion is to break into the customer service industry. Um, so <laughs> I do comedy just to pay the bills. Um, <clears throat> no, I, I, uh, I've been doing co- stand-up since I was about 18, mm-hmm. and improv since about 22, 23, yeah. and sketch since I was about 26. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of do a lot of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of evident in every part of my life, but I'm sort of just very much all over the place. Like, yeah. I'll just like, I don't really stick to one thing for too mm-hmm. long. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been trying to f- do work on that. And so I'm, my main focus has been stand up. Mm-hmm. I want to get back into stand up. So of course I started doing more sketch and podcasting. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so I, uh, I do that. I also, <clears throat> excuse me. I also have a degree in English literature, mm-hmm. which is, Weird, I don't, you don't know how to read. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I couldn't I couldn't tell you anything about that degree. Um, no, so I have a degree in English literature, and I am going back to school to get my uh, credential in special education mm-hmm. and my master's in administration. So yeah, so that's all about me. Yeah, I'm also in a my first real relationship with a very lovely girl named mm-hmm. Star, mm-hmm. Um, who is amazing, and she's the first girl that I've ever like had like a long relationship with. So. Wow, pretty cool. There you go. That was that was a lot of that was more information than I was expecting. Oh, <laughs> well, I I think it's funny that you still, <laughs> mm-hmm. go on. You you still have this idea that I'm just gonna be short and sweet. You still every single time I you go ask me a question, you're always like, oh, that's that's more than you you needed to give. It's like, yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. I go very personal. I had a chiropractor appointment this morning and my doctor and the guy who was like, it was like, well, so what's, uh, what's going on? What, what, well, how do you feel? And I was like, well, I've just been so stressed from school and I don't know if school's going to work out. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, no, I meant your pain. And yeah. I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. No, I, I, I know, I know his pain. <laughs> uh, my name is Joe Batanz and I used to, that's how Lori and I met is I used to be a stand up comic. I realized I haven't done stand up in longer than I ever did stand up. Maybe more than oh, twice. Oh, really? Long. Yeah. When did you did you start? Right around the time that we started hanging out, or did you start beforehand? I started a little bit beforehand, maybe a tiny bit beforehand. Then I stopped doing it in 2010. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then uh, full, full stop. Uh, or I did, I did you? I think I did one or two things here and there, but uh, yeah, no full stop. And I'll be honest with you, I, I don't think I've really missed it. Like the, I, well, well, look. Here's what I'll say. Look, this is turning into like a therapy comedy show, right? But here's the thing. This is what I'll say. I think that's what it's going to be. Yeah. Though, to be honest. With you. So here's the thing. And people, this is a little bit of explanation about comedy, and you're here. I've talked about this on Drag Race Recap a bunch. But uh, oh, by the way, let me tell you who I am. I'm, I'm a podcaster. I live in Southern California, and uh, I have a bunch of podcasts. Uh, one, the, the the marquee one is called RuPaul's Drag Race Recap, where we uh, recap RuPaul's Drag Race. Anyway. Um, you know, when, when I first started doing stand-up, podcasting existed, but it was super, 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 super tiny. It just started, and no one was really doing it, right? Yeah, uh, it was sort of seen like I, I remember distinctly it being like 
the weird like internet radio i remember yeah, being a big yeah, deal but yeah. podcasting was just sort of like why like cd like just, radio like like yeah like, yeah well, like, yeah exactly like, talking to nobody and yeah. uh i think i'd always harbored this desire to be sort of a broadcaster but um as, and and i've often said this and i'm glad you're here to back me up maybe you know, maybe you disagree with me i found that people think that stand-up comedy is just people going up and talking and the reality is that it, there's a lot of rules to it. And yeah. I found, for me personally, those rules very constraining on my kind of humor. I'm more conversational humor and not really like a monologuist. Now, we have a friend, or we have a bunch of friends who, who qualify. There, there are friends that we have who are like, that person was born to be a stand-up comedian. You know? Yeah, uh, and yeah it comes I agree. Naturally to them. Yeah. But for me, it didn't come natural to me. Like, if you ever found tapes of me doing stand-up, or, like, I'm not saying I was bad, but I would say on my best day, I was a B plus. On my best well, day. Well, I always thought it was, I always thought it was interesting because, so uh, people who don't know about stand-up, when you do a show, there's usually a host. Mm -hmm. And the host of the show, you know, introduces, does a little bit up top to kind of get the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. And then introduces comedians. And then we'll do, like, depending on the energy of the show, we'll do some time in between. But nine times out of ten, people, they're, you know, like, you, you find, I hate hosting. I mm -hmm. just hate it. Because I loved it's, it. it's, that's what I'm saying, is that it's very, I hate it because it's very freewheeling, wheeling, because mm -hmm. you have to go off the vibe of the audience mm -hmm. and off, you have to be very on point. And you also have to be able to flow well. Like, if, if an audience is not, receptive to the comedian you have to be able to to boost the audience to that way the next when you introduce the next comedian mm -hmm. he's not going up to a dead crowd yeah and and inversely you have to also understand that if a comedian is w white hot you have to be able to kind of be a buffer so that way the comedian after you the next comedian up isn't like you know essentially getting that that the energy sucked out yeah. because the comedian before was doing so well mm -hmm. so you were a great host because you were so good at like being able to just kind of work the the room and mm -hmm. that's what a host needs to do so i thought it's funny that you were just like literally anywhere we go you'd be like you need a host i'll do the hosting oh I, <laughs> like, yeah people hated it. i loved it because yeah. you know also i had a really tough gig which maybe barry may be good at hosting is for a long like two or three years i hosted the weekly show at barney's beanery in pasadena yeah, And, you know, that show was in the back patio of the third floor where people were playing pool, essentially. And th so there's all these people there who are, just, who are there to drink and play pool, and they would just start the show. And I would have to go up. My, our friend Patrick Keene took a picture of me once where I'm literally doing stand-up to zero people. Like, literally zero. Yeah. Like, there's an empty space, and I'm talking. And... um. And I liked it because it was this thing where I would just start talking to zero people and just start rambling. And then what would happen is people would hear someone on a microphone and then they would go, go, what's going on? And they'd go back to see. And then you'd get, I'd have to bring the room together. So when the comics went up, there were people there to see them do stand up. And I liked that. I liked that challenge. But yeah, I didn't really like doing stand up. In fact, sometimes as the host, I'd have to do stand up and it would be, it would be weird because I'd be very conversational. And then I'd be like, uh, Hey, my name, my, my voice changed. My voice changed and how I delivered changed. I didn't sound like this. So yeah. when, I, when I actually found podcasting, even though it didn't come naturally to me at first, I learned to find who my authentic voice was in podcasting because it's more conversational. You're, it's essentially like a recorded version of crowd work. 
Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, and you're very funny. So I'm glad that like this this kind of came about because like you were saying like you were always kind of being like maybe storytelling is what I should do or you know. So I was like that. I'm glad that this kind of came about. Yeah. So. All right, this is a weight loss podcast, though, Lori. <laughs> so, now, if, if you listen to episode zero, last week, Lori and I had our last supper. Lori had Chipotle, and then she never had Chipotle ever again. And then uh, I had pastrami chili cheese fries, which I, I, I authentically have not had again. But now, let me ask you this, Lori. How is, just in a nutshell, how has your week gone in terms of weight loss? Uh Oh, weight loss? Well, just... Well, just um, uh, in terms of how do I put it? Um, it just your it, it, eating well, eating healthy, so that you'll be losing weight. Because I know you're not going to weigh yourself till the thir- three month mark, right? Yeah, uh, it's been going good. It's been going great because I have not started. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I figure what I I think what I'm going to do is my my plan is just never start, and then I'll never fail. <laughs> um, no, I I have it. Uh, I will say I did just recently order Instacart, uh, mm-hmm. a bunch of food from Instacart. So I'm like, okay, now I'm in it. Cause you see that like price tag and you're like, Ugh. Mm-hmm. uh, but then you're like, well, that's also like, if I, I don't pay for fast food anymore, mm-hmm. you know, that's instead. So I, um, I, I've been just doing like stuff. I will say that I don't consider it a total waste this week, a total waste because I've been doing things to help myself feel better. Like I have been scheduling doctor's appointments. Um, I went to a chiropractor today. I've been scheduling like um, just appointments to kind of like, I went to the dentist for the first time in like seven years on Wednesday. Oh my gosh. What? Um, yeah. I have no, also no cavities, nothing, mm-hmm. nothing was wrong, which I was shocked by. Yeah. I was like, I honestly thought there was going to be something going on, but yeah, it's really good. Um, so I recommend that. I recommend people never going to the dentist for <laughs> extended periods. <laughs> um, no, but I, so, so anyway, so I, um, I sort of, uh, just kind of have been like doing a lot of planning and a lot, a lot of setting up. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I, I know it's, I know it's mostly a complete, it's, it's a justification mm-hmm. for not doing what I was supposed to be doing. Yeah. But I will say that like, I have, I now have like the food and everything. So Sunday, uh, tomorrow I'm going to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. So Sunday, I'm going to just have like the day to sort of just ice my knees and, you know, uh, and just kind of relax. So I think I'm going to just do meal prep then and mm-hmm. stuff. So I've been trying to like, I've also been trying to focus on, I've been, I signed up for a cooking class. And so mm-hmm. I'm trying to like do, do more stuff where I, I learn how to prep and stuff like yeah. that. So. Now, uh, the other day, Lori and I record uh, another show called Dragula. We would do a recap of the show Dragula, which... I just realized we never made an outro for this show, so we'll probably just use the Dragula outro for this city's episode. But uh, what I was going to say is, Lori was late for that, too, uh, and she had an accident where you were eating an El Pollo Loco burrito. Yes. Now, the everyone should know she was really stressed because she it, it damaged, she stained her one shirt. Did you get your one shirt clean in time? I have more shirts. It's just a shirt that I like to wear out that I feel like I look the best in. It's mm-hmm. a black shirt. Um, no, I didn't get it, uh, clean. I didn't get, it wasn't dry. So I ended up just going in like a, 
a, a shirt that I put a sweater on over because it was stained. Yeah, but that, but you you got the stain because you were you were rushing <coughs> home to eat. You had to eat on your way home to do this podcast. Yeah, okay. yeah. I was getting. I was. I was, sh- sh- I was eating a burrito and I got cilantro on my shirt and I sucked mm-hmm. the cilantro out and that got <laughs> all over. And so yeah. And then. <laughs> This is a fat person confession. Then yeah. um, you today we started. It's even late. more of a fat person confession because I'm like, yeah, I got the ate <laughs> <laughs> Well, I can tell you my story later. But you know what's okay. But moving on though is then you were late today because you had to go to the bathroom twice because you were rushing. You were wolfing down food on your way to do this podcast. Yeah, I went to a Starbucks uh, to get a. Uh, I got a ham and cheese croissant. Mm-hmm. Uh, a banana nut nut bread and a co- and a f- cold foam cold brew coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, because I just been a little lethargic and I was like, well, I have some time, so mm-hmm. I'll get that so I can be a little bit more uh energetic, as you can tell. Yeah, you know, um, you're full of energy. Yeah, so I uh I I I got that and then and then I went well so so I went to the let's just say I went to the bathroom the first time for one thing and then the second time for another thing. So Okay, yeah. Well, I'll say the first one was shorter than the second one. So I think we can guess what they were. Now, Lori, yeah. I'm going to tell you something. I knew we were doing this show today. Okay, this is such everything I'm going to tell you is such a fat loser story. So Okay. I, <laughs> I think we got to stop prefacing that cuz I think it, people know. I <laughs> <laughs> I think I think. Oh, you don't think they're like maybe they're thinking too thin people are doing this yeah. and they want to lose a few pounds before a wedding or something. I think I think we should our show should be called Fat Camp parentheses Fat Losers Stories. Uh, <laughs> okay, so I am you know and most ma- major movie theater chains have some sort of loyalty or rewards program, right? But I, I like how to, this is starting. Okay. Yeah, but they I I I belong to this one for the ArcLight movie theater chain. Okay. Oh, me too. Okay. Oh, you are you? That's a good. Yeah. It's a good one. So I've been for a past few years member of their gold circle. That means you see twelve movies in a year. You get free gifts every month. You get all sorts of things with that, right? But you have to see okay. twelve movies in a year, and I've had it for a couple of years now. Well, my uh, renewal is coming up next week, and before today, I had only seen nine movies. So I'm going to spend the next three days watching movies every day at the ArcLight. Okay. <laughs> Okay. So today I went to go see Stan and Ollie, the the biopic about Laurel and Hardy. Okay. Oh, how did you like that? Uh, hold on for a second. What's wrong? Oh. Now it's time for Lori and Joe on the aisle. Uh, today's movie, Stan and Ollie, starring um. The guy from that movie where they go on a trip, and then the guy who's always in the Will Ferrell movies. John C. Riley and... Oh, Sherlock? No, 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 no. Oh, yeah, but he's in all the Will Ferrell movies, right? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about a new movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, it no, is. I know. It is a new movie. Stan and Ollie. Yeah. So okay. John C. Riley and then uh, Steve... Coogan. Coogan. Thank you. Now, I'm going to tell you something. These guys did really great impersonations of all of Laurel and Hardy, right? Uh-huh. But they does that thing that um, all these biopic movies do. You know, like, I remember one time when I was seeing that John Adams movie on HBO, and they go, oh, look, there's that uh, that wily uh, founder of our country, Benjamin Franklin. And he'd walk up and go, like, a penny save is 
a penny earned. And everyone's like, ah! <laughs> There's a lot of that at the beginning, where they're very quippy with some of the most famous bits of Laurel and Hardy, and they work them into the plot, and you're like, oh, yeah. God, this is so corny, right? Okay, so there's some of that, right? But uh-huh. overall, it's it's fine. Like my parents would really like it, you know. Like it's whatever, right? But the, uh-huh. the reason I brought it up is, so it's about when it's a, really about when Laurel and Hardy were really old and their careers were fading, and they okay. did one last tour of England. Okay. Oh, okay. So uh, they're going around England doing this tour, and of course, and spoiler alert: the big thing that happened. I'll just say this. The whole, like, last half of the movie is about what a fat pig uh, Oliver Hardy is, and he can't really perform, and his heart's giving out, and and, it's, and, th- and the whole time I'm getting, like, anxiety watching this, because, like, I'm like, oh, my God, is that going to be me? Like, are, are Laurie and I going to be doing a tour of England? It'll be like, Laurie, you just go ahead, go on with the show, get a new host. I can't do this. I'm going to die. And, and the, I'm not even joking. The last half of the movie is all fat, John C. Riley in a fat suit, like, can't, sweating and can't walk or breathe, and everyone's worried about whether he's going to die on the tour. And I just started getting, like, real anxiety, and it really affected me. So then I leave the movie, okay, uh-huh. and I, uh, I call a friend, and he's telling me, like, Oh, I just, uh, you know, I have diabetes, and I went to the doctor, and they were looking at my eyes, and I guess my eyes aren't doing too well, and I, I have to really, like, watch my blood sugar, I'll go blind. And I was like, oh, oh my god, this is, this is too depressing. Like, I go, I need to, I did not take the fat camp seriously at all this past week. So, um. <laughs> you know what I find but, that I was just thinking about? What? Was what happens if this is God being like, I literally have been trying to get that, through no, to you. That's what I told so, my friend. Now I'm going to attack your friend. <laughs> now I'm just going to send you messages. You know what? Through other people. Uh, you know what? You're right. I may have offended my friend. You know what? Because I said that I go like, you know what? Maybe this is the universe sending messages with me in this movie. Oh, because then there's another person that I know who on Facebook, she might be like in real grave danger because her the arteries in her brain might be clogged up from all the fat. So maybe, and I've been following. Jesus. Yeah, I've been following that on Facebook too. And I'm like, oh my goodness! So like, maybe well, now that you say it, yeah. I, I was uh, when I went to the chiropractor, <laughs> we were talking, and all of a sudden he just grabs my neck. What? He just gra- yeah, he just grabs my neck and starts feeling around my neck, and he goes, I think you have a thyroid problem. <gasps> and I was like, what? And he goes, yeah, I feel like you have like what is like the beginnings of a goiter. And I was like, oh, what? What? So he's like, yeah, I would get that checked out. And I had my blood tested like in October. August or October, mm-hmm. and I didn't have a thyroid problem. He goes, "Oh yeah, thyroid problems are he- way misdiagnosed." He goes, "Because they only test for like one thing, and they're supposed to test for all three things in mm-hmm. your blood." And I was like, "Oh okay," but yeah, um, uh, all of my my aunt, my mom, and my other aunt have thyroid problems, and my grandma had one. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I knew it was bound to happen, but I was just like, "Oh Jesus!" So, part of me, like a small, small part of me, was like. Oh my God, what happens if I get my thyroid under control and then I lose weight and then I don't have to worry about eating healthy? <laughs> it's like, maybe the fat is from the thyroid. <laughs> like, and then that's like while I'm eating a Pop Tart. I'm like, 
Okay, maybe, maybe it's not the eating. Maybe it's the thyroid. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like I have big bones. Now, you know, let me yeah. ask you this question: What? So, what are we going to do going forward? How are we going to get the motivation now? Because it's, it's it, we can't be like week one. We already given up. You know, how are we going to get no. the motivation? I am. I'm not even joking. After this weekend, <laughs> I am. Look, when you're an ArcLight Gold Circle member, you I you get a free gift every month. And the free gift this month is a free uh, container of their caramel corn. So I love caramel corn. So I'm going to uh, partake in that tomorrow. Can I also, I just have to point out how shitty of a friend you are that you have like three, two people who've come to you with grave things and you're like, oh, I, oh my God, I got to get myself checked out. (laughs) I don't want to turn out like you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gross. Yeah. I'm going to sign up to the what? Ew, uh. I'm gonna get myself to the gym. Yeah, I don't want to turn out to be like you and this person with they're they're, they're so fat their brains getting clogged. You know? Yeah. Um, I was thinking that about that earlier. Is that you know caramel corn's great? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would say pick out. I would say well, one thing I would say is that I think as time goes on, we're obviously gonna need to have like uh long term short term so i think maybe that's something we should work on for the next episode is have mm-hmm. like con- constructive long term goals and then mm-hmm. like maybe a month out we have like goals for like the following month mm-hmm. for the that month but i think maybe we should do like challenges mm-hmm. like if so like what i'm trying to say is like let's say for example i like, let's say I say I'm going to lose 20 pounds this month, which yeah. is crazy. But mm-hmm. let's say I say that. Okay. And then I cu- I go to, and then it comes to the month and I've, you know, not lost 20 pounds. I've lost yeah. maybe five pounds or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then I, you have to pick a challenge for me. So then I have to oh, do something. Oh, okay. Well, we, I think we should reveal what the challenge is. First, you go like, oh, oh no, I don't want to, you know, drink uh, our friend Ashley's period blood. Yeah, no, no. Mine isn't gonna uh, obviously not involve eating or consuming anything disgusting because that's not gonna happen. Um, but like, and it could be something like big too. It could be like, it could be like, you know, we could have like certain certain big challenges for like, you know, certain things like for like, let's say I. You know, I say six, like when I said six, you know, in June, I want to have lost 60 pounds. Let's say I get to that. Mm-hmm. If if I get to like 59 pounds, that's mm-hmm. uh, not 60. Well, then maybe I get like a, you know, I have to get a tattoo that says what? Dragula slut or something, <laughs> you know, <laughs> which is a reference to other thing. I'm just trying to come up with like fun things to do. Mm-hmm. So that way it's like stuff. So it's, it motivate it, it has to be something that isn't like i'm not gonna drink anything Mm -hmm. or eat anything but it has to be something that like you don't necessarily want to do so it has to be motivation to get you to to do whatever you know Mm -hmm. do what you want to do sort of thing all right okay i'm I'm into that but why don't we do that on february 1st why don't we give it a month okay okay we'll give it a month but i think we should still like so i think this time should be us figuring out the parameters and doing that and then kind of talking about how we're doing as far as like setting it up mm-hmm. and then maybe february 1st that's when we start the actual challenge okay i agree with that so here's what i'm gonna do then like, i i, I th- there have been times when i've lost a tremendous amount of weight and it's you have to, yeah and it seems to Me be too. yeah i know i've seen it in person 
Uh, and then we went we went to Caro's and had uh, you know <laughs> pumpkin cheesecake pie. Or yeah, whatnot. and then we celebrated by eating. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, what, what I think we should do, what, what I'm going to tell you is when I've done these these long term weight loss things, I know that I lose about ten to twelve pounds a month. If I'm doing it healthy, if I'm eat like not if I go hardcore, like I like to keep my calories at a healthy, not too low, not too high, and I work out, I try and stay active. It's nothing incredible, and I'll lose about ten to twelve pounds a month if I do that. Okay, so yeah. what I will say is that starting February first, the goal for February will be ten to twelve pounds that month. Okay. Okay, and I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna stick to my thing that we're gonna do the Mediterranean. Well, not we. I'm gonna do like a Mediter- Mediterranean style diet, and just pretty much watch calories and go to the gym and move a little bit. Just standard issue, uh, just good old healthy diet. Okay. Okay. I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna do one of these master cleanses, or I'm not gonna do uh, Atkins or uh, keto or uh, anything like that. Just this month, for the month of February at least, I'll just do like healthy portion control, not having too many refined carbs, uh, really focusing on vegetables, Mediterranean diet, working out. That's my goal. You, Lori, what's your plan? Well, I would say. Is it so February, March, April, May, June? So that's five months. So maybe I'll push it to July. Mm-hmm. I would say so. I would say ten pounds, ten pounds a month is what I I use eight to ten pounds a month mm-hmm. when I'm like when I'm doing it super healthy mm-hmm. and and well. And then uh, so I want to lose sixty pounds by July. Okay. So I would say starting in February, that would be my goal is to lose 10, 10 pounds. All right. In February. All right. I can I can abide by that. Now one other, one more topic I wanted to get into before we wrap this up for today is and, and I wish we would have gotten into this in episode zero, but growing up as a child and through your teenage years, let's go let's go to that. Your child through through adolescent years, what was your relationship with food? Abusive. You were abusing it or it was abusing you? <laughs> Both. Okay. Uh, no, it was basically like, uh, you know, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I think, and I think we've talked about this before, so we might be the same, but, you know, I had, I had fat parents. Mm-hmm. I had, you know, I, I grew up not necessarily with the best role model for mm-hmm. what, how to eat healthy. Mm-hmm. And also on top of that, I had a brother who had cystic fibrosis, so he like was skinny beyond belief mm-hmm. like he was rail thin and all also was like the big thing with him was putting on weight mm-hmm. so my mom used to like make him eat ice cream and mm-hmm. you know like stuff that i was dying to eat mm-hmm. and she would like you know she would be like no your fa- your brother needs to eat this and my brother was just never really into sweets and he was never like it's just you know he loves like steak and potatoes that's like his big yeah. thing mm-hmm. But he was never like a food person, so he bl- just still blows my mind mm-hmm. that he's just not. And he's like, yeah, I'm f- you know, I don't like sweets. I don't like. I'm not really into like, you know, a lot of foods. I just kind of like my things. Mm-hmm. Like, oh Jesus Christ! But I kind of use it as like a way to like escape, you know, when I wanted to like. I distinctly remember being like when I would get home, I would get like a tuna melt and I would want to eat it in front of the TV. Mm-hmm. And that's how I would relax. It's like eating my tuna melt in front of the TV or eating my whatever meal in front of the TV, mm-hmm. 
which is what we did all the time. And then, but then also on this, on the contrast of that, you know, my, I had a very like, um, my mom and my dad had very like, um, kind of extreme attitudes towards weight loss. And, you know, I was into Weight Watchers when I was 12 and, you know, my mom would, she would, sometimes she wouldn't give me a lunch because she said that I didn't, I, you know, I could just, you know, I didn't need to eat lunch that day or oh she would gosh. give me an apple. <laughs> She'd give me an apple and tell me that that's all I really needed and stuff. Mm-hmm. And my mom, my mom's attitude was always like, and she still has this attitude of like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, y- you know, I'll, I'll just have one big meal and then I'll be fine throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, or I ate, I ate, um, like I remember one time I went with her to her work and we had breakfast mm-hmm. and then, you know, we had breakfast at like six in the morning mm-hmm. And then around noon, I was like, oh, when are we going to have lunch? And she's like, you already ate breakfast. And I was like, yeah. And then now I want lunch. <laughs> like like a normal person. She's like, ugh. I mean, it's like, you know, we're going to have dinner in like five hours. And I'm like, yes, that's why we have lunch now. Like, it's almost like she just didn't understand the concept of eating, you know, different meals. And so she just like, she's always had this idea of like, you know, you don't necessarily need to eat as much as people say you do. Mm-hmm. And so I just sort of like, I would go on these extreme diets and then I would get, you know, they weren't sustainable and then yeah. you fall off. And, um, and so, but the thing that always really helped me was, or, or was, I always really liked was that I was strong. Mm-hmm. So I would be, I would really enjoy like going to the gym and weightlifting or going to the gym and do whatever. And then when I started losing, um, when I started yo-yoing, when I would lose weight, gain weight, lose That's weight, not, I you, lost. Are you, do, you lose, you lose, do you lose a lot of weight doing the yo-yo? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, my yo- the yo-yo I use is a hundred pounds. Oh, okay. um, yeah. <laughs> it's a heavy-duty yo-yo. It's a heavy-duty yo-yo. <laughs> that makes sense because I taught actually once. You know, uh, in a former life, I was a tutor. I tutored a kid fairly recently uh, who was like one of the world champions of yo-yo, and he did like tricks for me. And he was like the skinniest kid ever you ever seen. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, well because they're nerds, yeah. so they just you know all they do. Oh, I just need to yo-yo. Yeah. You know. Uh, so no, so I I when I yo-yo dieted, I would gain weight, lose weight, gain weight, lose weight. I lost a lot of muscle mass, mm-hmm. so then I started losing, stopped being so strong, and then that's when I really kind of was like, ugh, like you know. I used to be able to deadlift 325 pounds, which is a lot. Uh-huh. And now I can, I'd be lucky if I could deadlift like 60 pounds. Uh-huh. Um, and I used to be able to bench press like. Where is this the, going? What? Where are we going with this? Oh, you were asking me about my history. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Why? <laughs> Keep going. Oh. So anyway, I so anyways, so I just I think that that's that's been the biggest thing is that now I just feel it, it's like starting from the bottom. Yeah. You know, starting from the bottom now we're here. Mm-hmm. Um and so I feel like it's just the constant like, ugh, now I got to do this all over again mm-hmm. and start from the bottom and and so that's going to be the most frustrating thing I can yeah. for me is just is recognizing that you know it's 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 just starting it's mm-hmm. just starting and continuing and losing that first pound and then losing that first 10 and then losing yeah. that first whatever but it's just that I've done this so many times that I'm just like 
you know, I just, I want, I, I want to be able to just like take a pill and just lose weight already. Like I'm just so sick of it. So, but you know, I know that I have to get over that. That's not a possibility. Mm -hmm. So, uh, what about you? Yeah. I wasn't like you. My parents have never been what you would call fat people. My parents are like, I guess what they are now would come like parent fat. You know, they're not fat, but they're not like ripped people. My parents are yeah. relatively normal. Way. I, I think people too, like people that don't know me or only know me through podcasting, I think they assume that because my brother is bigger than me, actually. Well, he's also taller than I am, right? Well, you're, I was just going to say your brother's pretty big, too. Yeah. Yeah. My brother's tall and big, and then I'm big, but my parents are actually normal size uh, people. They're not, they're not overweight Maybe people. Maybe that's what you're talking about, your brother, because I remember saying somebody in your family does. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and so, but growing up, I think, you know, my brother, but my brother was always, my brother didn't get heavy until like his mid to late 20s, like me actually. But growing okay. up, um, I, was, I, was, I was a chunky kid and then I slimmed down in adolescence and then I got uh, fat really like in my mid 20s. And, uh, but, you know, growing up though, like definitely food was like a comfort to me. Uh, I, there was nothing I loved more than like, yeah, eating like a grilled cheese sandwich while I was watching an episode of He-Man or like, you know, uh, eating like KFC fried chicken or like, cause that's the one thing I will say. My parents used food and, and candy and stuff like that as rewards for either good grades or doing well. We got like you know certain dishes as rewards for for doing well in those things yeah or to shut up i remember my mom being like "Ugh, just have a cookie and go go away you yeah. know so uh but, but I, I never had anyone uh i will say my mom you know growing up she, i think she was heavier when she was younger and so she lost weight so she has very like 1960s or 1970s ideas of losing weight where it's just like you just have a stick of celery all day you know, and that's how you lose weight. And I guess in theory you do, but then it's not its not a healthy way to live. But she still, I can tell she's sort of, like sometimes when she I know she feels fat, she'll just eat cereal. Like a bowl of cereal. Yeah. Which can't be healthy in any kind of way. That's the entire sustenance is based on cereal, you know? Yeah. My mom, I can't tell you how many times my mom and ha- I have had that this argument where she says she doesn't like to drink water because water bloats her okay. and she gains weight. And I'm yeah. like, mom you need to drink water like that is a thing you need to do and she's like i'm just not like you i'm not okay with just going to the bathroom 20 times a day i was like it's so funny because my dad doesn't drink water because he said it has no taste he has that yeah that's a big reason why she she also doesn't like to drink it but because i've now been buying like i've i tried to get her like all these like sup like food like a what are the preservative things that you put in the water? Yeah. Now she's saying that it's it's bloating her. That it's causing her to gain weight. Water is causing her to gain weight. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, okay. Well, then why don't we kind of just wrap it up there? So, so we're gonna. So we're so this week. What are you looking forward to for this week? What are, what are, what are your plans for this coming week? Are you gonna start it this week? Yeah. So my plan for this week is I'm not going to do like a calorie mm-hmm. count per se. Oh, um, you just hit on one? something that I used to do. Go ahead. Sorry, what? You just it just reminded me of something I used to do when I started losing weight. Go ahead. Oh, okay. So I'm not going to do a calorie count per se, but what I'm going to do is because I I have a gist of what I need to eat throughout the day. So I am going to prep some meals throughout the day and then see how i feel Mm -hmm. if i am hungry because one of the things so i went to this fat camp Mm -hmm. uh 
several years ago. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I remember distinctly from that fat camp was that I was not hungry. Yeah. I thought I thought for sure as it was a low calorie diet, mm-hmm. I thought for sure that I was going to be starving. Yeah. And I was not hungry. Mm-hmm. Um I mean I definitely was like I had headaches and stuff cuz I was like going through like sugar, you know, issues and mm-hmm. I had was getting not drinking caffeine and mm-hmm. stuff, but I wasn't hungry. And so I didn't have cravings. So I think that's something I need to focus on is like, am I hungry? Is, am I truly hungry? You know, do I need to eat now? Or is it just that I'm like craving an item or something? Yeah, yeah. And then just sort of go based off that. So um, I, cause I've been uh, following this guy on YouTube and he talks about like an intuitive eating. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try and do that this week, but mostly do it through preparation and, um, so I've been, I'm going to make, um, basically just a bunch of chicken and broccoli. Mm-hmm. And then, um, for breakfast, I'm going to have, uh, eggs with some, uh, bell peppers and onions and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then for lunch, I still have to figure out what I'm going to have. I think mm-hmm. I'm going to just make like a salad or a sandwich. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's going to be my three big meals. And then I just got to figure out what I'm going to have for like snacks and stuff, um, throughout the day. But that's going to be my goal is just to see is to see how I do as far as like preparation, see if it's sustainable Mm -hmm. um, throughout the week and then also see how I feel at the end of the week. So you you just reminded me of something that I used to do. Maybe this is a good month since we're a weekend and we didn't really start it hardcore. Like we thought. So I always had this dream. I shouldn't say I've ever done this. I always had this dream of how to start a diet. Okay. Okay. And week one, I might not do week one. Okay. My idea for week one, week one was eat the way, maybe I will though. We'll see. But my always my dream plan was this. Eat however you want to eat. However you want to eat. But the only rule is you have to track your calories on my fitness pal. So it might that way you just see, okay, this is how I'm eating. I can eat whatever I want, but I track my 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 calories on my fitness pal. Then the next week, um, try and stay under your TDEE. Okay, you know that that ca- the number of calories just stay there. You're gonna you're, so you're gonna eat food. You're gonna eat like, like I think with you it was like twenty seven hundred calories or something like that. Um, yeah, uh, stay there, but you just stay the twenty seven hundred calories, right? You can eat whatever you want, but you have to stay at twenty seven hundred calories. Okay, okay. Then the following week, that's when you go like, okay, now we're gonna do the the where we do it at you know uh, the 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 amount that you wanted to lose weight. So there's like a two week intro to actually losing weight. So I think I might do that one. I might do that. Uh, well, other... maybe. Well, huh? Now that you mention it, that sounds good. Now, but I, but you have the, the rule is you have to track it on my fitness pal. So why don't we do that for next week? We can eat whatever we want. This is the worst weight loss show. <laughs> yeah. I think it's gonna be great it's gonna be it's really great a year from now they're gonna really start their diet <laughs> yeah episode one the episode one the for the next week we're gonna eat whatever we want but we're gonna come back next week with how many calories we ate okay that's the okay. goal like eat, there's no diet we're gonna eat the way we always eat right but starting right now well starting tomorrow because it's the end of the day now but starting tomorrow for the next seven days or six days we have to track we can eat whatever we want but we have to track the calories that we ate and we'll, we'll, we'll report back what our calories were for the week what days we what we ate and stuff well like the that, only right? thing that sucks with that is i just bought a bunch of food for preparation okay, no, no, okay then do that then do that no one's stopping you just do that <clears throat> now i wanted to get okay. to something you said 
I want to get something you said. This was I don't I just made this up. Maybe this is a real thing somewhere. So I'm not stealing it from anybody. If, if they, I made one time when I lost a tremendous amount of weight, I used to do this thing where I would be worried I was going to be hungry. Okay, I would have my my portion of food ready. And I was like, oh, what if I'm still hungry? So I'd make this deal with myself. I'd read this article that it takes like 20 minutes for your brain to realize you've eaten. Okay. So I would make this deal with myself that I would eat that portion and then wait 20 minutes. And if in 20 minutes I still wanted to eat, then I was allowed another round of portions, right? And I'm going to tell you 100% of the time, after the 20 minute mark, I was just like, meh, I'm not hungry. I don't need it. Every single oh, time. Oh, I and that's didn't another, know that. Yeah, yeah. It takes I 20, might try that. Yeah, I mean, it takes 20 minutes for your brain to register that you've eaten and that you're full. So what I would do is like 15 to 20 minutes, I would wait 15 to 20 minutes and then go like and reevaluate. And I would allow myself a whole other serving in theory if I was still hungry. And I never was. I never, ever, ever wanted another serving. So, okay. Huh. So why don't we wrap it up on that? Lori, uh, that we have our goals for the week. Uh, I will see you next week where we'll recap how many calories we ate over the past week. Do you have any questions for me? No. I think we're good. All right. Good luck. Thank you. Good luck to you. Now, you know what? Way to go. (laughs) We had to come up with some (laughs) corny outro. (laughs) Lori Roggenkamp hosts her own podcast called The Bloody Mary Podcast with Maria and Lori. It's available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Lori Roggenkamp on Instagram at L-R-O-G-G and on Twitter at Lori Roggenkamp. That's L-A-U-R-I-R-O-G-G-E-N-K-A-M-P. Follow Joe Batance on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batance. Fat Camp is an Afterthought Media production. <laughs>